Hello and welcome to another episode of the When Wrestlers Act podcast. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm joined today by Dean Ellison. How's it going, Dean? I'm fine, John. Good to see you. Thanks for that cup of tea. That's all right. Um, so we've just watched Season 5, Episode 7 of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And what's the name of this episode, Dean? This episode is called The Gang Wrestles for the Troops. Well, I wonder if that title will mean anything. <laughs> when it comes to the world of When Wrestlers Act, it can only mean one thing. We've struck on gold on this one. I think this is the best one we've reviewed so far. It's, it's up there, yeah. Not only has it got wrestlers in it, it's got stock footage of wrestlers, and it's about wrestling. It's a triple threat. There we go. My history of watching All Sunny in Philadelphia, I probably watched the first series when that came out, and I enjoyed it. But I thought that it tried a bit too hard to tick the boxes of what yeah. can be offensive. They were trying to push the envelope. Yeah, so I think the first episode, it was about about gay people and black people. That's right, it's about a gay bar. Yeah, they had a, an episode about um, abortion. That's right, one about the Middle East. Yeah, so there were all these things that were just... Yeah, it was like they were ticking ticking the boxes of, right, which, which group can we offend this week? Um, so I kind of drifted out of it, you know, I lost interest. But coming back to this, four or five series later, and this was great. <laughs> this was this is this now makes you want to go back and watch them all. You might just be having a case of wrestling blindness, and you've just had one episode that ticks the boxes for you so right with all the wrestling action that you think every episode will be that good. Okay. Some of them are, some of them aren't. It's still a great series, yeah. definitely worth a watch. New series is starting tonight. Right. Well, that gives it away as to when we're recording. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this this episode starts off and we've got... And you, you'll probably have to help me with the names on this. You've got, you've got the gang. We've uh, got the gang. It's yeah. never explained how the gang ended up owning a bar or who runs it or if it makes any money. But most episodes start with the gang in their pub, Paddy's pub, and they're sat around a laptop watching classic footage of WWE Hulk Hogan. And um, there's there's a great description of him. They talk about him. What is it? Having having uh, blonde blonde Chinese hair, the silky hair of a Chinese man, and the skin of a hot dog. Yeah, which is just a perfect description. It uh, is. <laughs> I mean, how many how many years ago was that? That must have been like in the eighties. Yeah. My God, he looked terrible then, didn't he? He looked terrible then, as I said. Um, I don't think we ever realised at the time how bad he looked, and at least now he keeps his shirt on, and he's a bit less hot dog coloured. He reminds me of, um, you know, Dr. Zoidberg? In, uh, <laughs> when he takes off his shell. Yeah, yeah, when he takes off his shell and it's just that disgusting, horrible pink kind of... That wobbly jelly. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's not a good look. It's not a good look. While they're watching the wrestling, Sweet D receives an instant message from a soldier, gentleman friend, who's coming back from Iraq the next week, mm. which gets the gang talking about how people aren't patriotic enough anymore, how yeah. Hulk Hogan was the big American patriot in the big patriotic 80s when he had big parades yeah. and people did stuff for the troops. Exactly. And, and they were talking to her as well about wrestling, whether it was fake or not fake. or Classic fake stuff. It this is a wrestling episode written by wrestling fans. Yeah. Because we talk about, is it real? Is it fake? We get to see a bit of good guys, bad guys, bent refs. Danny DeVito as the trash man. The trash man. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's talking about um, how he saw one guy get his head stoved in with a trash can <laughs> lid, um, so it must be real. So the, this uh, sweet D, she's a, essentially a generic blonde girl, I think. 
I don't know. It's she the... comes away across that way if you look at it, but as you get to know the characters, she's actually a very uh, rapid sociopath. Right. With immense delusions of grandeur. She's a brilliantly written character. Right. She's one okay. of the funniest female characters on TV. Right, okay. Don't well, judge the vampire to cover just because she plays an idiot. <laughs> Take some research to do that. Well, this is one thing we don't do when wrestlers act do. We don't do research. We don't do research. I think we've already gone too far with you knowing background information about the series. <laughs> so, yeah. So, she's talking to someone called Soldier of Fortune, and she's Desert Rose. <sighs> she sure so, is. So, they, they've kind of built up an online relationship. He's coming back from Iraq. And they're going to meet for the first time face to face. And she can't wait. And the rest of the gang is so excited about this. They decide they're going to put on a wrestling show to welcome back the troops. Yay! That's all the setup. That's the what, the why. Bit of the how. Hints on the when. Don't don't know where. Don't know where. In fact, we don't know how really. So two and a half out of the five isn't bad. Um, So yeah, we, we, we cut to... You described it as, what, the Thunder Thunderdome? It could only be described as the UKW Thunderdome. Yeah. The building that put <laughs> Horby Bridge on the map. So, I mean, this this is an interesting one. Is um, I think a lot of our listeners, especially ones who live nowhere near West Yorkshire, will have, in fact, probably a lot of them who live in Yorkshire will have no idea what we're on about. <laughs> true. Maybe if you watch uh, uh, Wrestle Talk on... Challenge, or if you watch that new wrestling show on the Leeds channel. Oh, amazingly, it's British Wrestling TV. Yeah, I've seen they that. have a bit of stock footage from the Thunderdome. Yeah. The biggest wrestling venue in the UK. Is that what they claim? I'd say it was. Yeah. I'd say it's the only permanent one. What would you say? I think it was like an old milking shed or something. It's, it's an old shed. Yeah. But well, it's a big old <laughs> shed. Big old cold shed. That, um, <laughs> with a wrestling ring with in. A, with a wrestling ring in. In the middle of nowhere. That has... Terrible, terrible matches. Um, How dare you? And I'm, I'm pretty sure as well that their sign for the venue had a spelling error on it, <laughs> and the letter R was was scribbled in with tipex. <laughs> that's that's the one, isn't it? Yeah. It's what UK wrestling scene in general is all about. <laughs> we have our own way of doing these things. Yeah, we have spelling mistakes and raffles, and you won't get that over the water. I'm pretty sure the last time we went to that as well, they realised that they weren't allowed to serve alcohol, <laughs> so it just wasn't as good as ex- ex- experience as it had been. A I'm sure there few was times we've been before. I'm sure the or did you go another time without me? Oh, I might have gone with yeah, I might have gone with Colin actually. I'm sure the first time they had some stupid system where you bought a raffle ticket that won you a beer. Yeah, and if you didn't win, then the um, owner doesn't like to see anyone not win, so he'd buy you a beer himself. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was that was interesting. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, going back, they're, they're in this dingy warehouse. Back in the room. Yeah, back in the room. In, and it's I don't know what the wrestling company stood for, but it was the WDF Wrestling Academy or whatever. And my God, they had Rowdy Roddy Piper in the ring. Yes, I was very impressed. There was about ten people in the crowd. There was a lot of there was people in the crowd and they were all shouting or at least going through the motions because none of them seemed to be making any noise at all. Yeah. Apart from our three characters who'd gone down to scope out some local wrestling talent, and, picking the first man they saw. Well, there we go. And and it, they reveal the gang, Charlie et al, whatever they're called. <laughs> they reveal that they used to be backyard wrestlers. Yeah. And pigeon boys. The, the pigeon boys. And they kind of realise quite quickly that they can't call themselves the Pigeon Boys anymore. That, no, that doesn't work. Doesn't sound right, no. does it? So, the, 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 is this where they come up with the name of Birds of War? Birds of War. Yeah. 
<laughs> the, the eagle, of course, being the ultimate bird and ultimate symbol of American patriotism. After the show, we go outside and meet um, Piper, who's at his Mr. Car. Mania. Mr. Mania. Mr. Maniac, he's called. That's his wrestling name. Perhaps it's his real name. <laughs> and um, what is it? He, I think he assumes that they want autographs, so he, he signs a parking ticket. No, he thinks he wants the autograph. They actually want to book him. That's and it. They don't know how much you're meant to offer a wrestler. And then he goes, well, it's 30 bucks for weekdays, 50 bucks at weekends. And I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> we just pay you now. That's quite good. That's quite cheap. I have to say, uh, Piper in this episode does a, a great job of playing the stereotypical down-on-his-look wrestler. A bit like uh, the movie The Wrestler. You get the feeling he's someone who was big, and now he lives in his car, and his kids hate him. And he's just getting by hand-to-mouth. I thought Piper was so good in this. Yeah. I thought he was, he was absolutely brilliant. And he puts on a great gravelly voice. Yeah, he just, he just seems so kind of washed, like washed up and, yeah. and just, <laughs> oh, I don't know, he, he, I just felt so sorry for him. And he's wearing his trademark uh, stab-proof leather jacket that Vince McMahon bought him at the height <laughs> of his heel day. He um, already kept hold of that. Yeah, so, so next we get um, Sweet D, that's her name, isn't that's it? That's right. Is that a real name? That's the character's name. Right, okay. Because that, that that seems like a bit of a silly name to me. She's a bit of a silly character. Yeah. I'd like to know what a real name is, to be honest. She's going for the rose theme. <laughs> so and she take she does take it a bit far, doesn't she? She dresses up in a red rose dress. She has She's, roses in her hair. Yeah. Green tights and a red dress. Yeah. She has um a, a, a kind of music player with Kiss from a Rose by <laughs> Seal playing. <laughs> She, yeah, she she carries Rose. There's no Rose way in she hand. could deny being Desert Rose in that get-up, is there? No. And so, what is it? The bus pulls up with the Soldier Fortune, and he comes out, and he's it's, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> it's a brilliant moment of physical comedy seeing that man in his wheelchair getting lowered off that bus. <laughs> yeah, and she she does. She looks kind of visibly shocked she's disturbed she's disgusted <laughs> and you can see just going through her mind how the hell am i going to get out of this <laughs> and it's like yeah just yeah as you say the physical comedy <laughs> of that it's it's brilliant and for some reason um what's his name turns up as well uh, her father character frank reynolds played by danny devito turns up he thinks one the returning troops is the best way to spread the word about the wrestling event they're having for the troops well, that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. So he turns up to give him a poster, a homemade poster mm. for the wrestling event and a pair of uh, denim shorts. Why the denim shorts? They never quite explain why. Yeah. I think it was just so they could have that awkward moment of giving a guy <laughs> who presumably has no use of his legs a pair of shorts. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not like he's nude, you know. But, no. Yeah, but there was a bit of an awkwardness there. We're back in the bar. And yeah. the gang are working out the Birds of War gimmick. Oh, there They're we go. bringing it up to speed and they've got big ideas. They've got what everyone likes most, a bit of choreography. And they're working on a song. Yes. It's all about the big entrance. No talk of uh, moves, strategy. The fact there's uh, three of them in the team. And while this is going on, Piper's in the background smashing a phone because he's yeah. pissed off about $15. He's got another $15 bill coming his way and he doesn't like that. Yeah, so he's, he's quite angry and then he, he, he walks up to the lads and he goes, I'm going to get greased up and then I'm going to rock and roll. Great line. I don't know what it means, but the imagination went wild. And then at this point, um, what's his name, Frank, the Danny DeVito character, turns up in a singlet 
black singlet, a bit like the type that Andre the Giant wore. An Andre the Giant uh, singlet on an incredibly small <laughs> man. Yeah. On a guy who's literally about half the size of him. And uh, he really was short. I didn't realise how short yeah, Dan DeVito yeah. is. He's got to be like four foot, something like that. I did, when I used to host a pub quiz, I had a question of getting Danny DeVito's height. And yeah. Sadly, I've forgotten the answer. Oh, well, there we but go. he was about four foot something. That's It's crazy. He's crazy short. But we always hit it with camera work in taxi. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I don't know how, that's, that's good work. So he uh, reveals his gimmick of the trash man. <laughs> and it seems that he's basically walks around eating rubbish. You throw the trash can in the ring, yeah. he starts eating trash, and then, then he's a bit sick. Yeah, and <laughs> no, one, no one can eat a trashy apple. <laughs> and then... And then the, uh, the the one of the lads goes, oh, oh, no, no, I've got a character for you. You can be the ref. The best character there is. Yeah. One of the most important roles. Well, there we go. And everyone knows the ref is always in on the act. So, um, what was it? So, so... so the birds of war are coming together. The event's coming together. They've got a pro wrestler. They've got birds of war. They've got a ref. They just need a heel. Yeah, they do. But before this, they don't describe themselves... In this song, yeah, they're well, talking about the lyrics of the for, yeah. for their entrance theme yeah, tune. So, it, so, so it goes on about them, like you know, soaring high, guarding eggs, yeah. <laughs> feeding little birds <laughs> with regurgitated, <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of like, um, that's like real eagles. We need to be like uh, uh, eagle I don't want to be an eagle. We are going to be a, a man eagle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need the virtues of both. So uh, that, 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 yeah. So one points out, you know, that's the lifestyle of an eagle. <laughs> Uh, that was brilliant. Just so, like, it's just, I mean, it's so. This stuff is so simple. Yeah, know? and it's, it's it's so well observed, though. Yeah, it's 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 brilliant, and um, then we get Sweet D has hired uh, a bit of a I don't know how you describe her. Bit of a bit of a slapper she, friend. She has a friend of hers who's a bit of a predator. She wants her to stand in and pretend to be Desert Rose, so that this um, army guy doesn't feel bad that. Desert Rose didn't turn up because that was it. She she told him that oh no, I'm just here to tell you that Desert Rose can't make it. <laughs> and then um, she sees that this lad, the the soldier of fortune guy, he stands up. Yes, turns out he just injured his knee in the airport and was uh, staying off his foot. Yeah, so he, he twisted his ankle, something like that. So classic wrestling move, the swerve. The swerve, yes. Vince Russo would be proud. <laughs> In fact, I was listening the other day, and this this actually comes in a in a nice little link here. I was listening the other day to Roddy Piper interviewing Vince Russo, and Vince Russo started asking him questions about this episode. Really? And he's going, "I I love this episode. <laughs> I think Always Sunny in Philadelphia is one of the greatest shows ever." Well, there you go. If it's got Vince Russo's seal of approval, it must be good. So there we go. We cut to the lads are back at. Piper at his car, Mister Maniac, at his car, and they're saying, "Oh, you know, you, you've got. You, can you wrestle for us? Can you teach us some moves? You know, we want to just keep it old school. Yeah. Figure four leg locks. You know." And he's like, "Oh, that's that. No. That's old school shit. Uh, People that, want blood. Yeah, that doesn't wash anymore." And, and he, he gets out a roll of razor wire. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, right, rightfully, the the lads look a bit scared, and then. Yeah. Where does he go? He he kind of uh, he mentions his kids and then he goes all oh yeah glassy he goes, and... yeah he goes oh you 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 remind me of my kids and they go oh oh you you, you got kids uh? he's like 
what was he saying? Like, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> and like, what? Did he kill them? This is where they start to worry about Kfeb and think, he's not just a maniac character, he's just an actual <laughs> maniac who lives in this car. Yeah. He's got a, a bucket of horse chestnuts. Bucket, bucket of chestnuts in his boot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. You were tickled by the bucket of chestnuts. <laughs> the bucket of chestnuts might have been the funniest thing because it just like, why has he got a bucket of chestnuts? It's oh. absurd and, and hilarious because they're like, what is, it, is he foraging? <laughs> yeah, that that did crease me. He's up. an old wrestler, down on his luck. He does what he has to do to get by. Yeah. So then they they go and see this guy who is called is he called Jiminy Cricket or Crickety He's Jim- Rickety Cricket? Rickety Cricket. He's an old school friend of theirs. See, I don't I don't know. He used who to have guy. leg braces, so he's got <laughs> as he right. walked. Right. So. They they go and see this guy and ask him to be in the wrestling match. He's a bit dubious, isn't he? Yeah. But they're just like, oh, it, you know, it'll be fine. They just tell him it's your chance to beat us up. And then it cuts to them wearing their eagle suits. It's just before the event. They're backstage. They've got their eagle suits on. They've kind of drawn a six-pack onto drawn their stomachs. Drawn a six-pack and pecs, yeah. With one of those shoe polish sponge <laughs> kind of things. And... They don't look like eagles. They look like giant chickens. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so, then, while they're arguing, there's a sudden kind of a raising of the hand suddenly motion, and they start to look like eagles on the attack, <laughs> which I am gesticulating here, but it probably doesn't show in radio very well. It doesn't doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's audio, Dean. You've uh, you know you've you, you've broken the fourth wall or something. Take that, the fourth wall. Do we have a fourth wall in in, in audio podcasts? We do now. Yeah. Um, And then tragedy strikes. Is it tragedy? Possibly for the best. Yeah. Christ-a-tunity. Yeah. Maniac, Piper, he gets arrested for all his unpaid parking tickets. (laughs) Probably the ones he keeps giving to people as autographs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he's taken away. Screaming, I love you guys. (laughs) And, um, and there's a very awkward uh, silence of uh, I, I don't I love you I don't love you really yeah there's a mixed response yeah we don't we don't really know him so. and off he goes and then we cut to the main event I suppose yes this is where we get the wrestling woo and it's pretty much it's not a very full arena again there's probably about twenty people thirty people there and it looks largely like the same extras from the original wrestling scene at the beginning of the episode yeah but there's a few troops there so there's a guy with a t-shirt on it that just says army <laughs> <laughs> that was enough for me that convinced me they bring out what was his name the tally bomb tally bomb <laughs> yeah ah, la, la, la. Yeah, and uh, death to America. Yeah, and he's classic and chic behaviour. And what was it? What was it? He was described as America's most hated terrorist. <laughs> and um, he gets a lot of heat. He does. He's developed his character well. So he comes out. He's he's basically really kind of badly, slightly browned up. He's got a <laughs> turban on. He's yeah doing that. Death to America. Yeah. Really bad. Oh, it's classic. And um, then, what is it? The Birds of War come out. With birds their song, of War. With their song. Asking people to stomp, clap, stomp, clap, stomp, clap, clap, stomp, clap. I don't know. It was frosty reception. It's, it died. It died on its feet. 
Nothing beats the awkwardness of uh, someone trying to make a grand entrance and no one noticing. <laughs> well, was it one of them said they're, they're, they're not respecting the pageantry? <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, the, the mics are still on as they're like bickering with each other. Oh. And then, yeah, the, I suppose the, the match. The match is about to begin, but first, Sweet D. Sweet D, yeah. She tries to steal the spotlight. Under the roof of uh, singing the national anthem, she gets into, this, into the uh, squared circle. But then the tape turns over to kiss from a rose and she tries to expose Artemis' uh, friend as a fraud. She's the real Desert Rose. Who's Artemis? Is Artemis? Uh, that's a slaggy friend. Ah, okay. Right. There we go. So, yeah. So, so she's singing that and then more or less instantly she gets <laughs> kind of smacked in the face. and There's a low blow with a steel chair yeah. from the telly bomb. <laughs> the audience saved it and he goes... And then he like blows sand in people's faces, yeah. but like properly, so they're all there. Uh, they get they get the sand in the face, and they're all kind of just two of the birds of war are down with sand in their eyes. <laughs> the third one runs off because he's a coward. Then... It looks like the Taliban is going to win the day at the gang wrestle for the troops event. But if you remember, who's the referee? <laughs> it's Frank. It's Danny DeVito. He rips off his shirt. He's got his black singlet underneath. Yeah, it's the trash man. <laughs> and he does what the trash man does best. He throws a garbage can at the man and uh, accidentally cuts his neck open. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The camera cuts to a scene of destruction of two blinded men, a woman <laughs> busted wide open with a chair and a man bleeding profusely from the neck. <laughs> trash man is the only man standing and he holds up his arms defiantly and the, <laughs> the audience pops. Yes. The audience loves it. There's a winner. And then the play, the play Hulk Hogan's uh, I'm a Real American Music. And, <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. And that's the end. It's brilliant. It was brilliant. And it was far too amusing for this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think We've done it no justice, really. <laughs> you should just watch it yourself. Yeah. No, and it's... then start season two of Sunny Philadelphia and work from there. I will. I will. I'll have to know. No, I, I was really amused by that. I thought it was great. I thought Danny DeVito was brilliant in it. I thought uh, his Roddy character Piper, gets weirder and weirder as the series goes on. It's Roddy brilliant. Piper was fantastic. Just yeah. I just thought he was absolutely brilliant in this. It's great. He was sometimes you get a wrestler just playing themselves, but he was a wrestler kind of playing just he was a acting. different wrestler. He was, he, he was actually acting. Oh, yeah, and, he and as anyone who's, anyone who's seen uh, Hell Comes to Frog Town, <laughs> Town will know acting isn't his strongest suit. Hey, they live is brilliant in that. So yeah. Maybe we'll have to review that one day. We should. It is a classic of the genre. Yeah. Have you got anything you want to add? There's nothing to say. It's an episode about wrestlers, written by wrestling fans, starring wrestling. It covers the importance of the referee, the pageantry, the heels, twist, the turns, wrestling in a nutshell. I think I think you can, I think you could tell because I mean you, I, I don't know if they are wrestling fans, but I think you can tell that they are just because. There was a lot of love for it and a lot of love for the wackiness. In the... A lot of attention to detail. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. I God bless good. those lads. Yeah. God no. bless the gang. No, so, um, yeah. So that's the end of the episode. As ever, follow us on all those social media things. WWA Podcast on Twitter and Facebook and Audioboo. We're on iTunes. Subscribe to that so you can listen to it whenever you whenever you want. If you like it. Give us a review on iTunes, that helps us go up the rankings. If you can't be bothered with that, we now have a YouTube channel, which is When Wrestlers Act. So you've got no excuse not to ignore our show. 
Well, cheerio. Bye-bye. <laughs>